time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. A few years back, we were on day two of our adventure race. We had been racing all night long, and it was the next morning. We were exhausted, and I was out of my element. Uh, We were trying to climb a wall, and part of the requirement to climb this wall was to use an ascender. Now, I'd done some rock climbing, meaning that I was clipped into um, a belt, and I was pulling myself up many walls. And so I was used to that, but I had never used an ascender. So there I was trying to use an ascender on a rope that was stretching too much. Now, if you're not familiar with an ascender, it's a way of climbing a rope where you you basically are uh, pulling yourself up, stretching your arms up as you've locked your, your feet on the rope, and you're, you're just kind of slowly um, shimmying up the rope with this mechanism that helps you do it. So you just, you're just stretching your body up and then reaching up and pulling up and stretching your body up and reaching up and pulling up. Now, my two partners had gotten to the top, so all they were doing was waiting for me to get myself to the top so we could continue the race, and it was not happening at all. The, as Every time I tried to do it, the rope would stretch out, and I would be no further up, and so if you couldn't get any, any friction up, you couldn't start the process, so every time I would stretch, all I was doing was getting more stretch in the rope. I would pull up and drop down, and I had gotten nowhere. My feet weren't off the ground. I was doing this minute after minute after minute after minute. And as it was going on, I was growing more and more tired with making zero progress. I hadn't made it an inch up that wall and I had to get to the top or we were stuck. I was sitting there just frustrated to death, just unable to get myself going. And I realized that I really only had two choices. I could quit. I could walk away, give up, drop out of the race, or I could keep trying. Those were my two options at that point. Now, my two uh, partners were up the rope, so I knew it could be done. I had watched them do it. The biggest advantage that they had over me was they had two. One is that they had used an ascender before. The other was that they weren't as tall as I was. And so part of my problem was that my six foot four frame was not able to get much traction going up. My teammates were cheering from the top. I was struggling at the bottom and I had to just pause for a minute and ask myself, what do I need to do that's different? I can't quit. I'm not going to give up on my team. So what do I need to do that's going to make a difference? What's happening here? Let's hit the reset and let's try again. So what I began to do is realize that the first thing I had to do was stretch out that rope before I ever started the upward climb. And so I unhooked. I tied down that line, pulled it very tight, and then began to try the ascent again. That time, the ascender grabbed hold, and that time I was able to pull myself to the top. Now, the reason I bring up that story is not because it was any great achievement on my part. In fact, that delay cost us about 25 minutes of our race time, and at that point, those were pretty crucial moments. So I really cost a lot of placement for our team, and I can't say that it was a great success, you know, that the fact that I climbed up was some great success because people had been doing it all day long. I just couldn't do it. And so for me, This was one of those points where I realized I could either throw in the towel, I could give up, I could walk away and let down my team and let down myself, or I could stop and figure out what was going on. 
So part of the, what I wanted to bring up is the idea, there, there's a, a, a phrase that I, I love. It's that life is not pass-fail, but trial and error. This was said by Nick Vujic. If you don't know Nick Vujic, he is uh, a, um, a speaker, a great speaker, renowned speaker who has uh, no limbs and still manages to carry on a full life. And what he says again is, life is not pass-fail but trial and error. I think we always have that choice. Are we going to fail and walk away, or are we going to keep trying again and again? Now, I do want to note that this isn't just a matter of trying over and over and over. That's not what Nick says. He didn't say it's pass-fail or keep doing the same thing repeatedly. Trial and error does require not repeating the exact same circumstances. You may have heard this fa- this famous definition of insanity. It's about doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Now, that saying has been attributed to Albert Einstein, but a lot of researchers believe that he's not the one that said it. In fact, they're not quite sure who first said it. But we do know that that's a famous saying that's used in Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous. Let me say it again. Doing the same thing over and over expecting a different outcome. That's the definition of insanity. And so we're not talking about insanity here. We're not talking about continuing to the same thing repeatedly. We're thinking about how we move forward, how we find our way through the paths and the trials and tribulations of life. A lot of times people just kind of give up. There's a story of the reporter who was talking um, to Thomas Edison as he was trying to come up with the right filament for the light bulb. And he would try a, a, some material, and that material would flame out and, and burn up and be a failure. And he tried again and again, and it was said that he tried 10,000 different things. And so the reporter asked him, well, what's it like to have failed that many times with all the elements? And he said, well, it's not that I failed. I've eliminated all those others. In other words, he was finding his way through by an experiment. He had an experimental mindset, and that really is what trial and error is about. And it really is also how we generally do life when best left to ourselves. Think back on those early days you had in life where everything had to be trial and error. I mean, at some point, you had to decide you were going to keep going. Now, I recognize that at that point in life, you weren't making a conscious decision to keep trying, but you were you were doing that. So if something wasn't making you happy, you continued to be upset until somebody took care of that. If you were learning to walk, you didn't say, oh, well, here I am. I find myself on the floor, so I might as well give up. You pulled yourself up and tried again. We do that through school, right? That's how you learn to read. We can't get through that place of being stuck unless we keep trying again and again. And, and I relate to reading because being dyslexic, I had a little bit of difficulty figuring out how to read. In fact, it took a little bit of extra help. I was in, I think, about fourth grade, maybe well into fourth grade before I actually learned how to read. Up until then, I'd just been faking it. I'd been pretending I knew how to read and getting myself into trouble when I was about to be discovered. And then they figured out that I was not able to read. So my mother worked with me, and a friend of mine was having difficulties too. And so his mother, and they took turns, they tag-teamed us so that we weren't always working just with our moms. And those two mothers taught both of these boys, Scott and me, on how to read. And I remember that what it took was continuing to try and try 
and try. And so every day we were pulling out this big book. I remember it so well. It was a book that had a red and white cover on it. And it was a big, thick book. In my mind, it was way too thick because we were going through it piece by piece. And and I would have to read lines that repeated words that were very similar. And it was just trial and error to try to figure out how to make that click in my mind, how to get that into my brain so that we found a new way around it. Well, you did the same thing through everything else in school, whether it was reading or learning some new math skill or learning how to use scissors or learning how to jump on the jungle gym or learning how to swing or anything else you've learned in life. Think about it in terms of sports. If you were involved in sports, you had the same thing where it was about figuring out how to do something. Now, the great pitchers in baseball didn't throw one bad pitch and went, well, I just can't do that. They began to fine-tune their attempts. So trial and error says, oh, that went a little to the left. I better throw it a little further to the right. And that went a little high. I need to throw it a little lower. That was a little wild. I need to throw it a little slower. And slowly you learn the skills until you've mastered it. But that's life all the way through, no matter what you're dealing with. If you're working on rebuilding a relationship— It's about trial and error. You're not going to succeed the first time when you're trying to build or even rebuild a relationship. There are skills along the way, and there are going to be failures along the way. And one of the most loving things we can do with people around us is to accept the fact that they are going to fail also. And we stand there and coach them and help them through and continue to pull for them as they try to figure out that fine-tuning also. In fact, I would say that that's one of the great things that comes into great relationships is a willingness for the other person to fail. There's a story that's told about Lee Iacocca that one of his underlings made a major error that cost them millions of dollars. And so the person came into Lee Iacocca's office and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry about that. This is my fault. I'm the one who messed up. I guess you want my resignation. To which Lee Iacocca said, what are you talking about? I just paid millions and millions of dollars for you to learn that lesson. I don't want you to quit. I want you to learn the lesson and apply it. What an outlook to be able to say, not you failed, but what have you learned from this? How do you move forward in this? How do you create a mindset where you can look at the places where you're not getting where you want to and decide you can get there just by adopting the trial and error method rather than the pass-fail method. Pass-fail means either thumbs up or thumbs down. You either succeeded or you failed. But the trial and error means that every time you tried, you're a little closer to the goal. Not exactly where you want to be, but a little closer to the goal. I believe that you can get there with four steps. The first one really is a mind shift It's all about seeing things differently and looking at your own mindset to see if your mindset is stuck and whether you can move forward. Is your mindset about failure or is your mindset about the fact that failure is when you give up on trying, not when an attempt fails? See, there's a difference between being a failure and having an attempt fail. And that's a a mind, mind shift that's very important. And so the first step in this process is to go, okay, I've got to move my mind to a place that accepts that attempts are going to fail, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. And that attempts are going to fall flat, but that doesn't mean you've fallen flat. It's just that that attempt has fallen flat. And the next step is to get back up, examine what's going on, and continue. So 
Rule number one in applying this trial and error mindset is to make that shift in your mindset, to just recognize that failure is only when you give up on trying, not when an attempt fails. The second thing is to recognize this only matters when it matters to you. If something matters, then it matters to try again. You don't have to spend all of your life trying things over and over again if you have no real buy-in to it, if there's nothing of interest to you. So maybe you decide to go try some new sport or new hobby and you get into it and you realize it's just not your thing and you're not very good at it and you go, I don't want to get good at it. That's okay. This is not about having to master everything around you. It's about mastering what matters, of looking at the places around you and saying, is this important to me? If it's important to me, then it's worth another effort. It's worth seeing it as an experiment. It's not a failure to walk away from something in which you have no care, no interest, no concern. It's only a failure when you walk away from something that's important to you, but you don't see how to continue or you decide not to continue. So the only, it only matters when it matters to you. At the point when it matters to you, when it's something important, then you want to adopt a lifestyle of trial and error. If it's okay for it to go, pass-fail works just fine. But to make sure that when it matters, you step up and say, how can I do it again? Number three, the third rule, is to use failure as an experiment. To see your life as an experiment that you can keep trying things out because there are two central questions when you find yourself on the losing end. What did you learn and what can you change? What did you learn might be a tactical approach. If you've decided that you're going to try something new to ask yourself, okay, how did I not do that right? That's a tactical piece. What can you change is an acceptance piece of of recognizing that you, you can't change some variables. When I was trying that ascender, I couldn't change gravity. I couldn't change the stretch in the rope. But I had learned that what was going wrong wrong was every time I jumped up to get a little leverage, I was dragging the whole rope down until I was just the same level. I was not able to gain any altitude so that I could get any friction going. So I had to ask myself, what can I change? Well, I can change the static of that rope. I learned that it kept stretching, and then I had to change the static of the rope. Sure, there's also a mind shift change for me that I had to say, I'm going to keep trying this. But the questions around that experiment are, what did you learn and what can you change? Think back on whatever classes you took in science. Isn't that the experimental method of always being able to reflect on how the experiment went? What did you learn from it? And asking yourself, what are the variables that are there? There are always the constants, right? The things that aren't going to change. Your task is to make sure you're looking at the variables, the things you can change, the things you can affect, and how you can begin to move forward with your experiment. Whatever that experiment is, to see that that experiment is your life. To begin to move forward in that process. And rule number four is ABC. This is really, for me, another one of those mind shift things of recognizing that ABC, which always means always be changing. That's the nature of life, to always be changing. I recognize when people get to that place where they're thinking that something is pass-fail, they've gotten into a very tight mindset, a closed growth mindset. Instead, to always be changing is recognizing what's really going on around you. You're constantly changing. Now, there is a question of direction. Are you moving in an upward direction? 
Are you looking for a better outcome? Are you trying to make your standards higher? Are you trying to create better boundaries? Are you always in a process of growing? Now, changing is a neutral term. Always be changing. You can be changing for the worst. Or you can realize that always be changing is about being conscious of the choices you make and the direction they move you in the change. Always be changing. ABC, always be changing in an upward direction, looking for better outcomes in life, creating higher standards, the places you're going to live into with better boundaries, more clarity with people on how you want to be treated and accepting that you're always growing in an upward trajectory. When you found yourself at a challenge, when you found yourself at a place where you're, you're feeling like a failure, remember it's a trial and error. Remember that that failure is in the attempt, not in you, but in the attempt. Then step up and decide that you're going to learn from that. Follow the rules. Start with that shift in mindset that failure is when you give up on trying, not when an attempt fails. Go to the trial and error method. Two, remember it only matters when it matters to you. If it's no big deal, let it go. But if it's a big deal, step in and try again. Number three, use failure as an experiment. What did you learn and what can you change? And number four, ABC, always be changing. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.